hungry eyes. When look at you in a feeling so delirific, hungry eyes. Oh, that's all I get. No, stop. Let's just do this for the whole <laughs> podcast. I'll take my shirt off and you can, you can uh, take sing a shirt off and I'll sing. Get leave your shirt on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody who was wondering why I called you the international sensual sensation just had that question answered because that was some sexy rendition of uh, what was it, Annie Lennox? Hungry eyes. I don't know. I like, know it's definitely not. I oh no, wait, yeah. That was, We're talking about it. It's not Rockset. You said it. No, you said Tobacco did a cover. Oh, yeah, of Tobacco Hungry does Eyes. a cover of it. That's why we were talking about it. It's. I'm pretty sure it's Patrick Swayze from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah, and then he just whips his hair. Yeah, his yeah. Long Swayze yeah. hair. It's got the Swayze, Swaz. <laughs> I, always, I always have a tough time deciding on which, you know, whether, you know, her, like Baby, Jennifer Grey, or <laughs> Patrick Swayze, which one I think is hotter. That's, I think they're very close. Like they're very, very attractive. They're they're both. It's funny because Patrick Swayze is like super male, but he's kind of androgynous because he's very pretty. So he's very, he's a very good dancer. Yeah, but he's very, but he's very, he's very, he's, very, he's a, yeah, he's a very masculine. Like yeah. Whatever, yeah, it's like um, it's like ballet dancers when they're dudes. You're like, wow, that guy's very sensual dancing and he's a very good dancer and then they're just ripped as shit and you're like oh yeah that guy has fucking muscles on top of muscles <laughs> and he's dancing ballet but i guess you got to be strong yeah, to exactly. lift up those weighty girls yeah though they have like 10 packs and shit. jump like oh yeah no yeah it's like a 32 pack but they're ju- i mean they're jumping over like pianos and shit like they yeah. yeah, it's amazing. The and the way they LA. jump too, like they're not like getting a running in a hop. They're like their legs are like almost straight, and then they're like, Boing-ding. yeah. That's that's, that's how funny. I have to ballet dance because I can't actually do it. I have to use my fingers. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you skateboard too. Do you have like one of those like fingerboards? I can't just... even do those. I was like, how do people do this? Because I was just like, Boing, and then it would just shoot out, and I'd be like, wow, <laughs> that's what happens. It's what happens when I use a real skateboard, so yeah. I'll give up on this sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I quit real skateboarding when I was, like, 24 because I twisted my ankle real bad. And I was like, what am I doing? I can't even do tricks, and I'm just going to, like, twist my ankle and not be able to, like, do the other parts of my life. So this isn't even worth it. <laughs> what, I, what I love is that you're, like, 24 is actually, like, super late. Like, like, like 20... 24 is like 10, 10 years later than I think most of us figured out. Like, I think it was like 12 to 14, somewhere 14 to 15. We were like, like, I can't, I can't ollie over another skateboard. And like, you know, I can't, I was going to say, I was going to mention a guy that we both went to school with who was who an amazing skateboarder, Bo friends and or something yeah. who could ollie over the front of a car. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I keep on popsicle sticking myself, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Like no, this is not no no. I'm just gonna try and be witty in the corner, and that's how I'll pick up girls. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, for me, I was in college, so the way I was kind of lessening the blow to myself was like, oh, I'm using this as transportation. Like, I'm using this to get to and from work. Like, I hop on the bus, and then I like can just walk or skateboard. It's like super easy. And then it's just like even that rationalization had to. I had to give up. Okay. 
That was a that's a decent one though. That's yeah, one. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Plus, it's like one time I skateboarded, and I was I was like walking, and I was I worked at a paintball field, but the paintball field was kind of in the middle of nowhere, and to get to a bus stop was like a two mile hike, and. Okay. This was back when two miles was actually hard to walk because I was just lazy and in college. And so there's this big swooping hill and I was like, I'll just skateboard down this. Then I won't have to walk down this. And I didn't wipe out or anything, thank God. But I was going so fast. I just like had my hands up and I was like, like my hands were shaking. And I was so scared that my balls hurt after. Like that was the first time that ever happened to me in my life that like, I guess like sometimes when a male is super scared his balls like try to pull up to get out of the way of danger and if they like do that enough they get sore oh my god this 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 like brings so much back well because i have a very good friend who i i play in a band with uh who he he is mildly afraid of heights and oh yeah whenever it's like the tingle but yeah, he's like, he's like, he asked me what he's asked me a few times now. He's like, you know, like when you're like standing on on a cliff, looking over, you know, like off a pre- precipice, and it's just like the abyss of like, if I fall off, I am definitely gonna die, and your balls hurt. And Dude, I, was I get like, that. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? No, I have no idea. And he's like, no, like he's like, and then we started, we started, of course, like, you know, reasoning as to what it would be, and it was like, well, I think it's that my balls hurt because if I fell off right now, I would never have children. And my children are like, don't fucking die. Um, that was his reasoning. Uh, anyway, but I'm, 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 I'm amused and amazed that that is actually a thing that your balls actually hurt. Learning science off outrage factory. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, like it's, um, universe. it's almost akin to like when people who don't have, I guess this, we'll just call it the, BT response, the ball tingle response. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and the BT response. (laughs) Like, if you don't have the BT response and you look over the edge, does your, like, throat still suck up a bit? Are you still, like, (gasps) like, involuntarily, do you, like, catch your breath a bit? Like, okay, are are we talking about people who aren't afraid of heights, or are we talking about people Yeah, just like people, like you. When you look over the edge, are you like, whoa, like, a little gasp are you just like i'm but sensual I, dom nothing scares you. <laughs> i'm very i'm still international and sensual but no i i think i just feel like i would just feel it more like somewhere in my gut yeah do you know what i mean like it's something more like in 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 regards to like a queasy like i'm gonna throw up like oh like oh yeah I have imagine that Imagine your little gut feeling and there's like a little rope that goes down to your balls. And when your gut moves, it pulls your balls with it. That's what it feels That's like for people who get the BT response. BT response. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a tingle. It's almost yeah. a tingle for you. It's a tingle. Yeah. It's more of a tingle. So I have to ask, did you, when you, did you do this hill many times or did you do it once and you were like. I did it once. Yeah. I don't like being afraid. I'm not one of those dudes. Like those thrill seekers. Yeah. (laughs) Like people jump out of airplanes and do wingsuits. I'm like, the like, I I just imagine myself like wiping out in a wingsuit and people being like, what were you doing? You're like, being an idiot. I was in a wingsuit. (laughs) I I have no good excuse for it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> my sister lives in my sister lives in Canmore. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of more connected, I think, to the extreme sports community. But there's talked about, you know, yeah, like these people who die, like these these like have you seen that documentary uh solo? Not the not not the one about the guy, not not the one about hand solo, but there's a documentary where Yeah, free solo where he's climbing. Exactly. And and it's those people who die, like those guys who die, or oh, yeah. or the guys in in the squirrel suits, and she's just like, and we're both guys, it's like, it's like people get all sad, and you're like, well, what do you, what do you actually expect? Do you want to hear the weirdest thing, Dom? What? If I were to watch Free Solo, and any time it like zooms off his body and shows down, I'll get BT response from <laughs> that. <laughs> like, yeah, you would. It's yeah. not as strong as it is in, in person, but I'm still not going to watch that because right. it's still scary enough that I'm like, <gasps> like I'll be playing video games and they'll be like, hey, walk on this board across this chasm and I'll get it. And I'll be like, Ooh. right. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like the, the thing about it is, is like, it's almost like they, they are so like, he, he is so disconnected from, things that I think you or I are so connected to, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the things that we think about, like when friends would, or, or if, you know, family members were to die or if you, you were, you know, like risking putting your life at risk and like, you know, like, Oh, it, like you start, you know, you could go to, through the list of like things that you're like, Oh man, I, I'd miss this and this and this. And like, I can't believe I do this to my girlfriend or my mom or yeah. my sister. And it, and, and the more you watch these people, the more you realize it's just like, they're not human. Like they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't have any connection to the people. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no love or, 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 um, yeah, I don't even know what to call it, but sort of this sort of like sentimental value to the, mm-hmm. to the other parts of life. It's just this, this constant, like feed this adrenaline you know yeah maybe them. it's something like uh like how when you and me crawl upstairs or like climb upstairs we don't even think anything about it like maybe he's so confident with climbing like you know when you see a toddler on the stairs you're like oh shit somebody watch that child yeah. but you see an adult on the stairs you're like whatever they know how to climb stairs like it's no bother maybe to him climbing rocks is like climbing stairs he's like i'm so good at this I have so much confidence in my skills. I don't even have to think about it or be scared of falling because that never really happened. I think I think there is an element of that, but I think that talking to my friends who who have this, or like you were just talking about like this adrenaline fear-seeking mm-hmm. thing where it's just kind of yeah. like they don't feel alive until they push themselves on that precipice. Oh, my God. Like, do you feel... I mean, do I sorry, feel what? To drop, I was going to say, do you feel like we have like a better life because for me to feel alive, I don't need to do anything super scary. I just have to like, like to be like, I guess like the fear response to feel alive. Like even if I get like a slight tiny scare, I'm like, Oh, ah, I'm alive. I don't have to like yeah. go put on a wingsuit and like, it'll be like, if I wipe out, I'm dead. Like for me, it'll be right. like, Oh, if I wipe out, that would kind of hurt. Like that's enough for right. me to feel alive. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like on one hand, you're like, well, that's kind of lame. Like I'm not a very dynamic person who does all this stuff. But on the other hand, you're like, I don't have to do that stuff to feel alive. So it's kind of like, right? What do you want to be, really? I mean, I, I think I'm, 
I think there's, I mean, there's a range, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think there's, you know, the, the fact of the matter is these guys like the solo guy and, and other friends who I've met where it's just like, they really have to put themselves on the edge of like, no, I could die if I yeah. make one false move. And I think there's like, there's a huge range of, of, you know, and I, cause I'm a firm believer that if you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you yeah. find a lot of cool shit. You know, like you find a lot, you find out a lot about yourself and you just adrenaline or whatever the feeling of life is when, you know, you just push yourself, like you do something that you didn't expect to have done. Or if, or if you're with a friend who, who, you know, like we all have these friends who kind of, you know, the ones who go like, no, we're doing this. And you're like, I don't want to do this. And then you do it and you're like, well, that was actually really fucking great. I'm really glad. Like I was at, I was at the stag the other weekend and it was so funny because Normally, I'm the person who's like, I don't want, like, why are we doing this? And then I do it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm so glad we, I'm so glad you pushed me to do that thing. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was so funny because it was like, we went on this hike and then we came up and, and there was a waterfall down, you know, like down this hill. And the hill looked pretty steep, but I, like being from British Columbia and having walked through forests. And I remember being like, four years old and my and we were at some you know we were at some campsite outside of vernon and as opposed to like doing the hike where you walk down a trail that went like this like oh yeah zigzagged the double my, backs yeah my sisters and my older and her and their friends who were older than me were all like fuck this let's let's just go straight down this <laughs> you know what i mean like they're just like we're gonna go straight down and it yeah. was just like you just running from like tree to tree, and I was—I remember being like caught by these like teenagers, and being scared, so scared for my life. Anyways, flash forward, I'm 36 years old, and I'm like looking down this thing, and I was like, and then they're like, and, and there's like three people being like, it's too dangerous. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> there's a tree, there's like a tree this thick, every yeah. two steps that you can just walk to and hold on to, and then we're yeah. at the waterfall. Like, what is the, and. You know, like there's a big discussion until me and the like me and the groom because it was a stag. We just kind of like looked at each other and we mm-hmm. realized it's like if we keep on talking about this, it's never going to happen. Right. We just need to we just need to start walking, and they're all going to go fuck you guys. <laughs> and of course, you know, yeah. and of course, at the end of it, it was a great time. It was like, like we all bathed naked under this this waterfall. It was freezing cold, but it was just ladies. Like, yeah. You know, you, you know, you like you felt we felt alive. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think. And I think, like, there's a huge range of that before you get to, like, I'm going to do something without a rope that I should definitely use a rope for. Oh, yeah, but definitely. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's a huge yeah. range of that. So, Like, it's almost like there's – you desensitize yourself to the danger, and it's not exactly. even like it's actual danger. It's like it's the ill-perceiving of the danger that's not really there because it's like you said – there's a tree every two steps so you can see the path to go down and you're like, it's not even dangerous. And these other guys just see the hill and they don't see like the steps to take along the way. Mm -hmm. It's a good metaphor for life. If you find the trees every two steps, then you won't get the BTS or or the BT response and you can go down this hill and then you get a bathe in a waterfall naked with all of your friends. With all your bunch of dudes. Yeah. So did you guys tape this and like you have a video for me or no? (laughs) There there definitely, there definitely is a bunch of photos of, of like, like it's it's like cocks and cocks. It's like two guys going in at at once, one at a time. Yeah. 
to the waterfall and then see there's photos and then and then it's like a whatsapp group where you know like like all of the all of the stag party photos just like funneled in and then like somebody who who left the stag party early just like resent back like just like edited photos of just the just the just the crotch areas (laughs) yeah it's like girls are like oh i'm so sick of getting dps guys don't know what it's like like dick pics and you're like don't look at my whatsapp that's for sure (laughs) it's nothing but choda yeah you're like i was gonna make this video to show people but the waterfall was actually quite cold so i'm not gonna show anybody except for the people who are there waterfall was exceptionally cold i can imagine that's like fresh creek water oh yeah stream water oh yeah yeah it's a wim hoffer's dream So Wim Hoffer's wet dream. So are you sorry? Yeah, you go, go for it. You, no, you. Well, I was kind of curious because I don't know what you're like. You, you're a welder still, right? You yeah, do that. I still weld. And has your has your life changed at all since COVID took over? Or did no, you kinda... it's it's. On one hand, I'm extremely grateful that I'm in an essential business, so I just go mm. to work and go home. But on the other hand, I feel like I'm like, it's like, it's some weird perverse way. I'm kind of missing out on the COVID experience, <laughs> which yeah. is nobody wants it, but it's like, I just go to work and then I go home and it's like, mm, it's kind of boring. Cause like you, you can't go do anything afterwards, but at the same time, it's not like the people who can't do anything all day. But at the same time, it's like, if you, yeah look at it without thinking of any of the bad parts covid quarantine for some people was like a summer vacation as a kid it's like you just have nothing to do so you have all this free time to fill it with like movies and videos and video games but at the same time you can't really go outside so it's kind of bad and it's, I'm grateful because like, I'm a guy who lives paycheck to paycheck. I know that's bad and I'm trying to work my way out of it. So if I got blindsided like, with this, like everybody else, I would have been in deep trouble. So the ability to keep going to work and making right. money yeah. is, is good. But sometimes I was like, I wish I just right. spent a week straight playing video games. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you? That is funny. I mean, because you, mean, no, you would have been hit hard because you're a live musician. You do a lot of live hours. performances and, to, and uh, tours and stuff. So you would have had basically that whole part of your livelihood taken away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no. So we had, I had, tour, I had a tour from May into June. Or is it April into May? It was funny how those, like, for the for us, those those of us that like fully got the full COVID experience mm-hmm. or the full Corona experience, was just like, it was like this time vacuum where all of a sudden, you're like, it's June. How is it? Yeah, it's been four months or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, yeah. I had a tour from April to May that just 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 disintegrated overnight. Yeah, and um, yeah. So that that was that was that's been it's been an interesting. It's been an interesting ride. I mean, the Canadian government has, you know, given given artists uh, sort of, you know, some money. Uh, some like, hey, did you get any of that money? Because you're still Canadian, even though you're in Berlin, I mean, right? Yeah, but I, yeah, there's a German one. 
So like I've been in Germany long enough. Is it the, is it better and more <laughs> technologically well, advanced? <laughs> well, well, no, I, I don't. I don't know what the 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 funny thing about the German was um, is like signing up for it. There was like one of those like they opened it up on a day, mm-hmm. and then you had to um, you had to like log in with all your information and then they they put you in a line and like i like i just remember like talking to everybody who did it and everything and it was just kind of like people were like i'm on this list and it's germany wide and it and i'm number twenty four thousand six hundred and seventy seven. see that's what they want to do they just want to turn you into a number <laughs> and then like and then they're like okay and then and then like you know people would watch it for like an hour or two hours and be like they just went through 300 people yeah in three hours and i'm still 24,000. and then you're like doing the math and you're like okay so i don't need to check this again for five days <laughs> i need to leave my kid like, you know what i mean like there's yeah. like a whole bunch of people doing that shit so was it more technologically advanced i don't i don't know i didn't deal with the canadian one but yeah, like, this is, you know, and I, I, my roommate had dealt with it too. And he, you know, he left it on and, and he missed it. Like, it was one of those, like, all of a sudden, like, because of course, you know, a whole bunch of people see the number and yeah. log off at some point. And all of a sudden, it, it lose 5,000 people. And then you're just like, oh, if you log off your number, ju- oh, <laughs> or, 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 or maybe your computer dies or, yeah, or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like you had to stay in line yeah electronically right and so mm-hmm. he, he totally had that happen where he waited through eleven thousand, and then you know two days later because it should have taken three and a half or four days it just bumped him up and all of a sudden but he wasn't you know he wasn't sitting next to his computer at the very moment or the very half hour that he should have been and he, he had to get in the back of the line again oh brutal so was it tech more technologically advanced i haven't talked to that many canadian people but I mean, it, it's in euros, so that's a nice part because the euro is kicking the Canadian dollar's ass. Of course. Yeah, like, I'd much rather get two thousand euros than two. Well, you get two thousand euros. Oh, that's I think like, it's more. It's more than that for most of the, most of the professions. Like here. per month? No, no, like one. Oh, one, yeah, because yeah. here it was. I is think it, it was two thousand dollars per month. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty decent. That's pretty decent. It's yeah. pretty good. Like it's not. Yeah as much as you'd make it a regular job but it's enough to pay no. your bills and not yeah. protest in the states for your ability to go back to work yeah yeah speaking of which i thought it was funny because the one of the one of the documents you sent me i don't mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how i don't know how this i don't know how this podcast works oh the podcast is very loose uh if anybody's watched it they know how um it's just pretty much ragtag and I try to string it together with some nice uh, segues, but it never works out. So this is, you're fitting right in actually like the way you just cold bring up something. That's the best way to do it and fit in with the rest of the podcast. what, What I thought was really funny was, one of the documents or one of the, the news reports you sent me was the mm-hmm. uh, youngins getting in trouble, the third beach, Vancouver. Oh yeah. One. Because so the, 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 the news piece that Dale sent me was essentially the, talking about how people are just partying on third beach 
avoiding all like social distancing like the like the video you watch the photos i saw was just like insane it looked like a festival that would have happened definitely pre-covid on any crazy night yeah so you know i'll just give a little backstory to what you're talking about so third beach if you're not familiar with british because for some reason people listen to this outside of the province (laughs) because they like the sound of her voice so anyways third beach is it's basically just a beach that's within city limits in vancouver and it's kind of out of the way so a lot of like hippies and 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-wells i don't think they're actually that bad i just wanted to say 'er ne'er-do-wells they they go hang out there and at like maybe things get a little turned up because they're kind of out of off the beaten path and you have to walk like a couple kilometers to get oh no wait there's a parking lot right there never mind forget all i said well, Anyways, it's, but it, it is kind of, you know what I mean? Like if, if for the people who aren't from Vancouver, yeah. there's, there's wreck beach, which is like, well, and that's our yeah. nude beach. That is then, where people go to get naked and do drugs. Yeah. Do not let your children go there. <laughs> Unless you're going there with them and you're trying to teach. Them Unless I'm them. there and they are attractive, <laughs> then suggest they go there. You're a terrible person. <laughs> But I, what I noticed when I was leaving or before I left Vancouver was that like third beach was like the wreck beach that was still, you know what I mean? Like it was still the place where you're like, oh, people are, don't care as much here. People yeah. are smoking more marijuana. They're getting more naked there. Mm-hmm. They're just a bit more free. So it was like kind of like that you didn't have enough time to, to do the hour and a half trek to our new beach. Well, I'll go to third beach and you get like a slice of the same pie. Yeah. But what I thought was really funny was that like, my friends and acquaintances who go there normally are a lot of the people um, who have been since the beginning of all of this been the ones who are like coming out reposting um, this is a 5G problem. Uh, this the, the ones who were protesting masks who were protesting this being some kind of um uh you know conspiracy from the state and you know like an just an, an, an aggression against our personal rights so and it's just like it's like a lot of my friends who are like the hula hooping uh you know hippies I, I just want to i just want to bust in there for a sec sorry to derail the yeah. story i just like how it's like we're now at the point where the bad like folks who are like on the outskirts of society are the same as they were in the thirties because they're like the hula hooping people. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, and I love them dearly, but yeah. like, like at a certain point, I'm just kind of like, like I was pretty critical about this from the get go. Mm-hmm. Like, at the beginning I was just like, is that really though? Really? Like, or are you just, is this just the next shit that you're feeding me that I have to just like, <sighs> Okay. yeah you're like you know are you guys fear-mongering is this something that yeah like i didn't i i'm personally don't appreciate how much i was proven wrong with this whole covid thing but yeah at this point to still be like oh it's fake all these numbers are wrong yeah. masks are like they're like think that they're gonna track you wearing masks and stuff it's like asshole you have a cell phone that's linked to the internet 24 yeah. seven. They don't You've need been... to make you wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. But this is, yeah. So it was like, Oh, so when I saw that report that you sent me, I was just like, Oh, I know those people. I know. Those, <laughs> I know those people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like 
there's the mix of the people who don't believe how bad it is. They're like, oh, that's just the government saying it's that bad. So we'll all stay in our houses so they can like, I don't know, mm -hmm. the hand of big brother can reach in and control our lives more. And then there's the other part, which I think it might, it's like, it's a growing part of it is the people who are like, yes, this disease is real, but it's an old person disease. And all the people who are dying from it are like over 60. So me being like a, 20 to 35 year old person i don't have to worry about it so they're like i can go to the beach and i won't get sick and even if i do get sick i'll just get over it right away because that's the way this disease works is it's kind of like oh i don't know how sick you're gonna get if you get it nobody really knows but that happens and then also everybody's been inside for three months and now that the weather's all nice and the beaches are still there of course they right. want to go to the beaches yeah, yeah, of course. And I think, and I honestly think, like, I think we were talking about this probably before the, the episode started, so I'm, I'm confused. I'm not sure what we've already mentioned, but, like, the, yeah, I, I honestly think it's, like, it's, it's kind of part of the, the process. Like, it's, mm -hmm. you know, like, I used to work with, um, I used to work with drug addicts in, in, uh, in Vancouver in the downtown east side. And I, I worked in this, in this detox where, you know, people who were, addicted to intravenous drugs and everything from Dilaudid to heroin to coke to crack um what you know the people that i worked with as as the therapist and stuff would say like uh what's the word um when you get when you when you when you Relapse? relapse relapsing is part of yeah. is part of recovery mm -hmm. like you know you know like so you need to look at it as like, you know, you're getting over this very hard thing and yeah, you're going to fuck it up and, and you're going to, and you're going to relapse. And that's part of you learning that like why you need to stop this drug. And I think to me, a lot of this is like, well, cause basically like I was, what happened in Berlin was, you know, like there we locked up and everybody went you know every did social distancing for basically as long as everybody else did three four months and then all of a sudden it was kind of like you guys were doubling the bubble and we went back to like oh like kind of normal mm -hmm. and and i think you know it's kind of like i went to this event last week and and i went and i showed up and i left because i was like this is this is not a good scene this is like it's way too many people it's like imagine just like ramming 30 people in a sauna all night and being like we'll be fine right we're fine right like we're fine right like yeah, just take every shirt we'll be fine right yeah, don't worry about yeah. it just, i'll sweat on you sweat on me and then we'll swim and we'll we'll shift around it was like that it was like you looked in you're like that's not a smart idea but i think like you need to we we as a society and as friends and whatever need to make that the mistake to kind of go like oh no this this really is fucking a thing like this yeah. really is this is a serious thing and it's just sad that when it has to happen on that kind of mass scale like i don't know i don't know how many people got it or how many people passed it around from a from a gathering like that at second or yeah. third beach but it's kind of like we yeah, we all we all need to go like oh shit like no this is this is real and it is fucking invasive and it can move so fast within <clears throat> a group yeah, yeah, and it's like if you look at how many people are infected right now, it's like versus the population, it's not that many. Like, no, the the example we all know because everybody's paying attention to what's going on in the U.S. because that's basically a worst case scenario, and they have 
like what is it like three or four million three or four million infected but that's only like 1.23 of the population like they have yeah. a population of 330 million so there's like still 326 million people who haven't mm. been affected or tested because there's some right. that get infected well, that, that we don't that. know about but even if you double the number that are infected there's still so many people that haven't had it and could spread it still so it's like yeah it's mm -hmm. kind of like it's almost like you want it to be over so bad that you kind of go into some sort of like denial and then you're like well it's not that bad we're already over the hump like we flattened the right. curve so we're good now but like right the second wave is like i guess we're in the second wave right now and it's like we can't really re-shut down. No, exactly. Yeah. But I think, but I, th I think we know enough now that we can, you know, we we could be we could be clever enough about how we interact with, you know, yeah, you know, like like even even the even I think like the usage of the mask usage and and just the <laughs> way in which we can kind of go like. Yeah. No, I I shouldn't go to the I shouldn't go to clubs and I shouldn't go to a bar and I shouldn't yeah. whatever it is I shouldn't be inside packing you know just like rammed inside places where I'm just like slinking between people who are drinking and coughing and smoking in my face like yeah exactly you know what I mean like that's an obvious no no like one thing that this whole COVID thing has taught me is that I'm more of an introvert than I ever thought. Like I like attention. I like being around people and hanging out and laughing. But now it's like, if someone were to be like, Hey, do you want to go to a bar? I'd be like, nah. They're like, well, COVID, COVID's like almost done. I'd be like, mm, I don't really want to. I'm fine. And it's like, I don't know if there's still like that whole underlying fear of actually going into a crowd of people and getting COVID. But like, I just, I'm okay with not hanging out with groups of people. Like as soon as it gets over 10, I'm like, oh, I'm not really into this. And it's I, funny. I get yeah. exhausted now. Like I went, <laughs> I went, I went camp, I went camping. I think this was like a month ago. I went camping yeah. with some friends and it was like 10 people sitting around a fire. Yeah. Just like, and I, I was so tired and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I haven't seen friends in oh, yeah. months. Yeah. And now that I'm seeing them, I'm like, I can't deal with you all of you at once. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. it's like it's almost like I used to go to the gym every day and then I went and I took six months off and then I went again and it, just getting my shoes on in the change room was so hard. It oh, yeah. was, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, no, I know I haven't yeah. seen you, but I, I don't need to talk to all of you at once. No, I know what you mean because it used to be like if you're hanging out with 10 friends that you saw all the time, you like talk to one for five minutes. Oh, hey, yeah. what's new? Nothing cool. Oh, hey, you, uh, how'd that thing turn out? Oh, yeah, that's cool. But now it's just like, everybody's like i haven't talked to anybody i have to talk to everybody and you're just like so much engagement back and forth like because there's like a four month period of not seeing someone is actually pretty long so to catch up mm -hmm. on everything with everybody at once you're like like granted there's not many life milestones happening because of covid and we're all staying indoors but there's still like four months of activities that happen right but it's but the same yeah yeah <laughs> It is a weird mishmash. It's like it's like it has been four months, but really, it's like what have you been doing? Not, not a lot, not a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because it's like for me, who like I mentioned before, I still go to work, but it's still like I'll go to work then go home. 
that's about right. it. That's really, right. so it's like, I feel like, you know what it feels like? I was thinking about this the other day. It's like when you were a kid and you envisioned your parents, cause my, I don't know about your parents, but my parents personally never did any extra correct curricular activities. Like they went mm-hmm. to church every Sunday and maybe once in a while there's a potluck or they go to someone's house for coffee. But predominantly it was just go to work, go home, watch TV in the evening, have dinner, go to bed, wake up the next day and do it again. And I was always like, that looks terrible. Like, how are they not bored? How do they not need to do dynamic stuff? And now that I've been doing pretty much that for four months, I was like, it's, it's oddly comforting. It's like the life equivalent of comfort food. It's like steak and potatoes. It's like, it's kind of boring but it's still steak and potatoes. Like it's yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like Kung Pao chicken or some like delectable delight, but it's still like, you're just like, I'm just like, Good. Oh, this is comforting. And it's like, now I'm just kind of scared that I'm going to get so into this, that it's not <laughs> even going to be a rut. It's just going to be the lane I'm in where it's like, do you want to go on vacation? It's like, nah, why don't we just potatoes. go to the mall? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, there is, there is that though. There is that. Yeah. I, I've noticed that a couple, like, I, reminds me of just like a couple times in my life where, uh, you know, I still, are you, are you, are you dry? Um, you- I'm not dry, but I got gout a couple of years ago and drinking actually like makes my gout worse. So I'm drinking like de-alcoholized beer like this. Okay. It's okay. like alcohol free. But if I go nice. to dinner, I'll have one or two drinks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like it's not like I'm a huge drinker, but it's just like period, mm-hmm. like there's periods of my life where I've just been like, I'm, I'm not do this for all. And, I, and when I step into that, yeah, it's like you know you make dinner and then it's it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night or whatever, and I'm just like, now what? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not tired. I'm yeah. not. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I think it's like a week of just like kind of being like it being like eight to ten o'clock, and you're just like, okay, I, I can do, I can do whatever. I, okay, I can do whatever I want. I, are you like it's a mixture between like, am I bored? Am I? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it's it's kind it's kind of like that. But then once you get into it, you're just like, oh, it's great. You know? Yeah, you're like, I'm, oh, I could read a book. I haven't done yeah. that. Yeah, it's like I've been, I've been crushing books. I've been yeah. songwriting more at night, even though I did in the day. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's great. So. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about today too is like right now we're kind of primed for this because we've got like so much streaming services, pretty mm-hmm. much all these books you can read and all that stuff. But when we were like kids, if this would have happened, I had like three channels growing up and I couldn't even imagine trying to entertain myself like for days on end with just three channels and like maybe a VHS at like from like a blockbuster right. that Oh yeah. Well, I guess they would have been essential services because you need to give people entertainment and stuff. But yeah. it's like now, like I pretty much, I kind of say it all the time, but I haven't really been bored since smartphones were invented because it's even if you're like, Hmm, what should I do? And then you'll just like go online and you can like read news articles or you can go on Wikipedia oh. and research some random it's thing. Fucking, it's endless. It's endless. Yeah. It's endless. It's endless. It kind of reminds me, what you said just reminded me of being a kid living out in the sticks of, of Salmon Arm, you know, like not Salmon Arm, like, and 
And I remember, you know, there was a storm and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, it's like, we've just had dinner. It's like three hours before bedtime or something. And there's a storm and, and the power goes out and the TV goes off and you're like, <laughs> and, I'm, and you're just like, I have no idea. Like I, you couldn't even read cause the lights were off. Right. Oh, like, yeah. was, you know what I mean? Like no television. No light. You just, and I remember the best time ever was this one time the storm moved in, everything went out at once. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but then it just turned into this thunder, like thunder and lightning storm. And I remember it was like my family just like shifted our attention from like the TV a bit to the left. And we all just looked at the front window and the sky just went bright yellow orange. And we yeah. just watched the lightning storm oh, for the next yeah. hour. But you know what I mean? But it's like, I just remember being like, yeah, like what the hell, what would we have done if, <laughs> if this would have spread? But I also think too, like we probably would, how would we have gotten the, like the information as fast that's true. Yeah. In, in, in the eighties or the nineties, like mm -hmm. would we have just gotten way sicker way quicker or would it have just taken way longer because we're, I don't know. Were we not as mobile back then? Sent it over like radio, probably like an emergency radio broadcast yeah. or like on like interrupted TV programs or maybe like word of mouth. Like it would have taken longer to learn about how bad it was but i think it would have also been easier to separate from large groups maybe because we were right. at like a like we both like you grew up in salmon arm i grew up in enderby they're both pretty yeah. small urban areas so it's like you kind of have to go out of your way to hang out with people yeah so yeah, it would yeah. have been easier to like distance and stuff yeah. but i don't know like it would have been weird or even if you go back like to the Spanish flu, like in the twenties, like what would that have been like? They didn't even have three channels. They had no channels. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like mostly illiterate. So they couldn't read and all this stuff. Like maybe tell each other ghost stories or right. do farm labor, <laughs> I guess. Go, ghost stories? Ghost yeah. stories were at an all-time high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where most of our ghost stories come from. The great telling of 1920. That is flu. Oh, Actually, I could see, like, if you did, if something like that happened and you're just, like, you're in the 20s, you're, like, you live on a farm, there's nothing to do. Well, I guess you just do the same thing every day. You just do farm chores. But you could, like, build stuff. Be like, oh, let's build a cabin. Right. Just do that. Yeah, that, all the free that's, time. that is actually probably the most, we probably would have been a lot more able and like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like we were like, well, I'll just fucking, you know, make, I'll just fix my bike and make a, a yeah. wheelbarrow and continue to farm like a fucking boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like not even like, you don't even have to rely on entertainment because no. your work took up enough of your time. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so did you um this is kind of BC centric with the whole uh third beach and now the next mm -hmm. thing I'm going to bring up did you see this thing about glory holes? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just <laughs> some that, had to know that this would get made so much fun of. Like is is British Columbia the only place that came forth and 
and like put that into writing as part of the like safety I plan? think so cuz most <sighs> most provincial governments would have been like okay to save yourself from sex first of all don't do strangers that's gross just kidding whatever but uh <laughs> if you're going to have sex with someone you don't know their um physical history or like their medical history do a contactless thing and they said like maybe put a blanket in between and then it had in brackets glory hole and everybody was like wait are those real because the only time i've ever like known about glory holes was porn exactly yeah and if those are just like like i can't even imagine like you find a glory hole out in the world and you're like there's no way i'm using this (laughs) you don't know what's on the other side well, it depends. It depends on how how long you're you're stuck at this gas station. That's Dale. true. <laughs> I mean, if it's a 1920s gas station and it's COVID and you don't have your phone, maybe. But right now, it's like I know too many. Like, I don't trust anybody enough to just be like, "Here's my dick. Do whatever you want to it. I'm on the other side of this wall, and I can't stop you." Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But you're you're 100 right. Like I feel like most of us just think about it as as a yeah as a porn thing like it's the make-believe it's this is just like you know what i mean like it's you know you're going down and getting fucked by a horse like that doesn't actually happen (laughs) um but like yeah i don't know i i i i I, I was actually really proud of like the fact like the fact that bc john horgan or whoever put that into writing i was like damn you know what i mean like we're, we've come a long freaking way yeah. for that for that to be like you know like look we're you know as opposed to just like like part of it kind of read on to say like just you know if you're gonna have sex do it with yourself there's nobody safer than fucking than your own hand it's like it's true oh God, right like okay you know what i mean but like it, it, it sort of came around to like say a lot of things that were quite modern and liberal yeah but the, the the glory hole thing is quite funny because like i'm like when i when i when i instinctually think of like sticking my dick into a hole into the unknown i'm just like what if somebody on the other end just wants to do something cruel to my dog yeah or let alone all those monsters you thought lived in the dark in your childhood like if you you i mean i'm not 100 percent sure there's no such thing as chupacabras and i don't want to find out that they exist by sticking my dick through a hole and a chupacabra's on the other side yeah like it's yeah. not a goat but it might still think it is and try to suck the blood out of it and that is not something i want to be a part of right. another thing that happened was it was like john horgan or the bc cdc puts this out and you read it and you're like wait is john is John Horgan using glory holes? Like, is that why this is? Who was using glory holes in the government that they put it in <laughs> their right. literature? Like, I mean, right. they could have just let it at, like, put a blanket in between you. Like, they could have even said, like, if you're in Alberta, it probably would have been like, put a blanket in between you with a hole in it, like they do on the Hutterite colonies, because there's that old wives' tale. Um, right they'll pay you 50 bucks to go because their genes are all getting too close together because they don't have right. enough people interbreeding in yeah. the colony. So they pay people 50 bucks to go to the farms and then have sex with their women through a sheet so that they can have like a bigger gene pool. 
Why do they have to have sex through a sheet in that scenario? Because it's something to do because they're hydrites. They don't want you to see the women you're having sex with. Or it might even, you know what? It might even be leftover wives' tale from the Spanish flu of the 1920s. Maybe oh. the, whole, the process has lasted that long because these colonies would have been, had their populations gutted from the Spanish flu and they had to repopulate their farms to make the farms grow and do all the chores. So maybe that's the way they did it. You, they wanted more people, but they didn't want their women to get sick from right. the dudes. Well, since this whole thing started, I've kind of been wondering, like, when is when are people like I always think of, like, you know, the boy in the bubble or like the the, the Seinfeld episode where there's like the guy who's in the bubble. Like, yeah. where are, where are the suits? You know, like, where, where where is my like suit that I can just leave my house in and just be like basically covered in this like bubble? <laughs> yeah, like um, case, a hazmat that, suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In that case, why can't I have my sexy hazmat suit? Where it's kind of like, no, this is my suit for sex. And yeah. you have one too. And then that way our genitals can touch. And, you know, we can still, I don't know if they're like. <laughs> It'll be like those romantic scenes in movies where they both kiss the sides of the glass. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's cute. But if you're that. in this hazmat suit, would it have like, how would the dong work? Like, is there a little hole in your like yeah. naked dong comes out or is it like a built-in condom sheath that oh, comes that's out? Much, because that's if you're just gonna willy-nilly put your dong out in the air, you're just gonna get like all the viruses through the dong hole. Is that true? I'd imagine. <laughs> like as if you because the whole point of hazmat suits is they're airtight. And if you right. have a hole just so you can put your dong out, it's not airtight anymore. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically then, yeah, then you'd have yeah. I mean I'm not the person that I'm just like a big picture kind of guy. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm the type of guy who focuses on the penis. So there you go. You, you focus on the dick. Yeah. The dick. And it's like, another thing to think about is if it does have a pen, like a condom dong sheath built in, you can't have just a regular condom material because that's way too thick to trust your life through. So you're going to have to have like the thick plastic that the whole suits made out of. And then if you're going to that, you're like, well, is this even worth it? Like, is there going to be seams down the side that are just going to hurt? And so now we're just tossing the whole hazmat suit away. You just, you just, you just well, it's like the, it's, it's 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 eventually going to turn into this. It's like, do you want the hazmat suit or do you want to have sex? <laughs> and everybody's going to like pretend they're mature and be like, I'll take the hazmat suit. And then like two weeks, three weeks in, they're going to be like, you know, this hazmat suit, it is protecting me, but it feels better. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't have to. You don't have to wear that tonight, honey. It's okay. <laughs> Let's just skip the hazmat yeah. suit. Hey, how about you take the hazmat suit off and I'll just put the tip in. That's the- <laughs> just the tip. No, I'll stop there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go all the way. The That's glory. The, the well, the glory hole thing also kind of intrigue. Well, the the whole part of it too is kind of like the way that it was it was scripted it would almost be like hey dale you and me are like we're talking yeah fuck let's go and then you know what i mean like and then like i'll go to that side of the glory hole and you go to that side of the glory hole and then we do the thing which which i'm just like that's not how glory (laughs) holes work like no like you know what i mean it's like it's not like it's not like we have like we know we we make an agreement and then we just like separate and then go to either side of this hole i thought like i don't i would very much like to know 
yeah. how and how and where they appear. I feel like I feel like I have friends who could tell me about you know like like is that you know there's there's clubs. Berlin is kind of like the capital of like all of the things that you like hear about that you think are urban legends. Like oh yeah. no, these these sex clubs and these like rooms like dark rooms. Have you heard of dark rooms? No, what's that? Like a dark room is essentially just like you're in a club <laughs> and it's it's basically I think usually it's probably like a two door system where you end up just going into a dark a completely dark room and searching and you know finding somebody with your hands or however you find them and then you just end up joining some kind of sexual congress. Do they not have STDs in Berlin? Of course they do, but I'm I'm assuming you're just gonna go into the dark and presume the other person is like honest and good enough to not have an STD. I mean. Sorry if I'm ruining the sexual I think, fantasy here. I mean, I but... think they're... Sorry, well, I think I'm pretty. I'm out. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty. Sh- yeah, you were cutting out for me. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. I, I think, think it's because the internet has to go all the way to Berlin and back. So there you go. It gets yeah. tired. <laughs> but yeah, he's so tired. But I think I think I think there's a lot of just a lot of like, you know wearing contraceptives or not contraceptives, condoms and, and uh, those kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, I think they are, they would have to be. I mean, I don't want to sound like a prude because twenties in my twenties year old Dale, if I knew dark rooms were a thing, I would be there every night. But now that I'm 40 and I'm like, well, you could get sick and stuff. And, oh, uh, like I'm, I'm basically like my libido has like, age down where i can be a normal person and make rational decisions but in my 20s i was just like what are we doing where are the girls at who can we talk to let's let's get this going what's going on and right. like yeah it's a different, like it's dark different. room so that's I just, yeah that's wild it is wild yeah we're we're those in our 20s we should have been in berlin in our 20s dom we should i know that, that i say this to myself all the time when i like see my friends or my younger friends who are partying and stuff. Yeah. And like the, Berlin's a kind of a place where people party. Oh, not, not, right, not right now. COVID yeah. has really killed this, which is oh, hilarious. Because yeah. my, my whole first year, I was like, oh, I'll get to the party. It's like, they're all, you know, like, the parties are always there. Like, I was about to say, yeah. there's no rush. They're always, no, mm-hmm. they're not there. They're not there. They have been there for months. But like, it's the kind of place where, you know, clubs will open sometimes on Thursday night and they won't close until Monday afternoon. That makes me tired. You want Exhausted. me to party for two days? Well, you don't. You don't have to party for that long. Are but they like, catered? You can. Sh- you can sh- oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, not catered, but like that's how they get you. And that's oh, that's there's like an orgy buffet. <laughs> there's just like well, no, but there's just like there's you know like you go to you you go to a club in in on in yeah. Vancouver or Cal, you know. May, there's no food. Like you that's pop the, up, like, grab a poutine, and go back in. That's what, that's what re-entry. You but well, no. There's they just have those. They just have poutine like there they at the poutine. party. Yeah, like it's like it's like like it's a massive enough party that like there's several rooms, and then you walk out of a room and you go. Okay, around you're the talking corner, me into it. And you're Is in there... an open air, and then you get like a you get you can get like bratwurst, or you'll get fries, or you get pizza over there. They'll have you know what I mean, like. But that's they, like they've thought it through it enough to go like the only reason people are fucking leaving. Yeah, is, is they're tired, and if they're if they're on drugs, they're not going to get tired. Or if they're tired, they'll go home. Fuck them. They're, we're not making any money off them, or they're hungry. So you know what I want to see 
they should have like an HGTV show where they go and they review the food at orgies. Berlin <laughs> <laughs> parties, they're like, who's got the best orgy brats? And which, because it would like, I don't want to sound like a glutton, but if I'm picking a place to go have an orgy and I just see an HGTV show saying that Club A has all right food, but Club B has mediocre orgies, but really good bratwurst, I would maybe go with Club B. Because, okay. I mean, sex is sex, but a bad bratwurst during your orgy? Like, yeah. you need your fuel. I love, I love, I love how all, all clubs have just turned into orgies for you because I mentioned dark rooms. <laughs> yeah, it's Berlin. I've heard <laughs> the stories, Dom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Berlin. Um. <laughs> I have a serious question, though. Yeah. So, like I just said, in my 20s, I would have just loved to go to these orgies and stuff. But you and me both grew up in the church, like different churches. You went, you were Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I was Christian Reformed, which they're both kind of like, if you do bad things, Satan's going to be in your life. So I feel like maybe if I was in my 20s, I would have had enough religious scars to still be like, I don't know if I want to have an orgy mm. because maybe that's inviting demons and Satan into my life. Or I would do it and then I'd feel really guilty about it afterwards. Right, right. Like, guilt, do you feel guilt, guilt. like that would kind of change the way you thought about these things? In my, like, back in my 20s? Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't really. Yeah. Cause like I didn't, yeah, it definitely took me a while to wrap my head around sort of the more liberal ideas that have come to form in my life or that I've come to be more comfortable with until my later twenties, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I think I definitely didn't. Yeah. Like it definitely still had tons of, you know, I think, I think I probably, you know, like whatever I put slept with the first person when I wasn't in a relationship when I was like, you know, 21, 22. Mm -hmm. And, and I just remember just being like, it was just such a, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was a Christian guilt thing, but it was just like, it was very much a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. And I think, and I think, and I think that my Catholic, my Catholic background and, and my upbringing definitely affected that. So yeah, no, I think, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, really just, we're doing this, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of <laughs> like, I would have had, I, I would have had, I would have had the energy. Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have been able to be like, I can, because I remember like, just in regards to partying, I remember like in regards to working my first jobs coming out of university and, and, and partying like four nights a week and being oh, tired yeah. and being tired, but like, still doing it you know what i mean like it'd be yeah. like i'd work monday to friday and we'd start partying on wednesday night and and we'd still be partying on saturday night until four in the morning and just being like wow we like i'm so exhausted but like not being able to stop and yeah and, and it's and like having a great time get up yeah. and you power through exactly right and yeah. and it's and, and now it's now i it has been several years since if i party on thursday or friday let's say um that i have like a i'm usually still hung over not the next day but <laughs> yeah. like the day after the day like you know what i mean like if i party on saturday like if i party on friday i still feel like shit on sunday oh yeah 
you know what I mean? Or like if I party on, if I partied on Thursday or Friday, like I may have had plans to go out and get crazy on Saturday, but like Saturday comes around, I'm just like, I'm tired. Yeah. Those two day hangovers are a bitch. <laughs> but uh, the worst is like, I basically quit getting drunk when my two day hangovers turn into three day hangovers. Oh, like, man. You get drunk on Friday night, just get plastered. And then Monday at work, you're like, oh, still not feeling this, guys. And then you're like, maybe yeah. I should just not get drunk anymore. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I feel like you and I are probably kind of the kind of people where I remember, I even remember in high school, like going to parties. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I couldn't be, I couldn't, I couldn't party. I couldn't drink. Yeah, but I remember I remember being like at a party with like you know a bunch of people that we both know and 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 being more just energetic and crazy than most of the people who were drunk. Like I just remember, oh, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like I just remember, like at one point, like we we I was we I convinced like somebody else to fill up these two bottles of vodka with water and just like. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of the room. It's like downing what 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 appears to be vodka, but it's just yeah. water, and I'm just like spitting it, and like just like going fucking ballistic, completely <laughs> sober. And everybody's like, "Whoa!" And finally, you know, I don't know if you know Matt Roberge, whatever. Oh completely, yeah, completely wasted, being like, "That's water," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> but I just like I, I just like there's been so many times that I'm like. I can be just as fucking bonkers and have oh, just a yeah. good time, like not drinking or like being like this has nothing to do with alcohol. Like let's just let's let's just get lit. Let's just get, yeah. Let's just get let's just get a little bit crazy, and it's so much fun. And I think, and I think oftentimes that's like the funny thing, which is like we don't actually need to do that thing to get mm-hmm. that feeling. You know, it's like, like you can get drunk off attention. You don't even need yeah, to yeah. be drunk. You just need people to pay attention to you. Well, they'll they'll call me out. Yeah, I guess it's the attention. <laughs> I'm not calling yeah. you out. I'm offering that yeah. for myself too because <laughs> if all the things I did in my life just to get attention, I could take. I I probably wouldn't want to take them all back, but there's some that I probably should take back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just glad there wasn't smartphones at these parties where oh we God. were sober and having a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, like, I mean? well, I just love those people like, like you were so drunk. I'm like, no, yeah, nope, no, you know, yeah, you're lot. just like sometimes I just, I just more- like to take the lid off when I'm sober. <laughs> I'm just I'm a lot more fun than you. That's yeah. all it is. The only thing I, the only thing I realized. I think I realized the other day was like, you know, like I, I, I do and I don't like, I, you know, smoking a lot of weed and I, I, I'm not, I'm not stoner by any means, but I like, I've smoked my fair amount of marijuana in my life. And, yeah. And I was listening to fucking, I was listening to like Dr. Dre or the chronic or, or something along those lines that was just like stoner music. And I was just like, you know, whatever, whatever I was doing, I was cleaning the house and I just realized I was just like the feeling I have right now <laughs> Like feeling like a gangster and just being, yeah, we should smoke some blunts. Yeah, that'll be fucking so badass. I'm like, that actually feels way better than actually if we all just sat around and smoked some blunts. Like, I was just like, I would, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe this is my 36 year old self talking about it. I was just like, oh, yeah. wow. I actually feel way like, it just like the, the, the thought of it, just like being, like, yeah, we should. 
feels way <laughs> more way better than yeah. actually doing the thing. And it's kind of one of those things is like, no, it doesn't like no, but it it actually kind of does. Like the idea is sexier than the mm-hmm. actual act. It's probably like glory holes. <laughs> yeah, like you romanticize the idea. Yeah. Okay, now think of this. What if you got high and hit the blunt and then cleaned a glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> Clean it. I was like, and then just like just like yeah. come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Trust me, it's covered. Don't worry. Yeah. I think that would be the worst thing to overthink is a glory hole. Like you're there and you're in the weed and you're like, yeah, this is going to be. And then you're like, wait, what if this happened? Oh, shit. What if, oh, what if I just, oh, oh what am I God. doing with my life? I'm at a glory hole. Well, it's pretty soft right now. Oh, God. Come on. Come on, buddy. Like, this isn't helping my life yeah. at all. <laughs> And then, and then all of a sudden, you have like this voice the other from the other side, like, "Come on, man, you gonna get hard or what?" <laughs> yeah, it's good. You, you just <laughs> You're not even worth my time. What am I gonna do with this wet noodle? <laughs> <laughs> my my girlfriend, my girlfriend. We were talking because I was I brought it up because I was, yeah. well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is so funny." I was talking to friend. She's just like, "It's very like male thing." I guess my question, because I was like, she's like, it's only things that only guys can enjoy. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I don't, or what do you, like, is is it something that, like. I think it's like, on one hand, you're like, it's a guy because he's getting pleasure and doing absolutely none of the work. But on the other hand, you could be like, it's a girl thing because she gets exactly what she wants in the penis and has to deal with nothing else. Like if all a girl wants is just a penis for like two or three minutes, then she gets it and she doesn't have to deal with the guy attached. So it's kind of like both ways, really. But like so, so functionally, she could like it's not just it's not just <laughs> this is a hilarious podcast. It's not just <laughs> something like she can like mouth or put it in her hand. Like she could effectively use. Yeah. Yeah, like she can get to it. Of yeah, have, come yeah. on, man. Haven't you seen these porns? They're like the way they like bend over right. and like get up against the wall. They can uh, get what they want, but um, <laughs> like uh, yeah, because it's like it's also almost like it's the safest arena for a woman to perform the sex on because she doesn't have to worry about any sort of like hair pulling or hitting or slapping or all of these things that the guy might be into that would make her feel unsafe. So it's like, I would almost say glory holes are better for the women because it's like they get the D and they don't get any of the bullshit attached. Whereas a guy like, yeah, it's like we get like the action we want, but we don't get to do any of the hand stuff or like get to look at it at all. Interesting. Yeah, and we have, and we have and we have the vulnerability of basically sticking our, our genitalia on the other side of a hole that could they could just like guillotine that motherfucker. Yeah, like, like she could take a straight razor and just cut it off, like at any time. <laughs> like it's not something. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I think uh, is that our show or what? Yeah, where I we think at? we're yeah. about an hour and ten in. That's good. Oh, we should do like what I've been doing lately is because we always get sidetracked and get on tangents and never talk about the stuff that like 
I took the time to put down into a Word doc. So I want to just do rapid fire with you, get your get you to weigh in on, I think there's only two or three that we didn't talk about. So we'll do that and then we'll close it out. And then, oh, uh, I want to talk about how I'm going to be a fucking professional (laughs) dancer in a music video. video. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So that's great. When could so Dom is doing a cover of Rock Sets, it must have been love. Yes. And when yes. are you planning to drop this? The song is dropping uh on the seventh of August. Ooh. And the video is dropping hopefully a week or two after that. I have to cut that all together. I've just been getting submissions from nice. people like yourself who are dancing. Yeah, it. so Dom on Instagram, he was like, Look, I'm trying to do a video where t- where a person dances and then you mimic them dancing like in split screen. Yeah. So exactly. if you can dance or even if you can't dance, it'll be easy, like, it'll be easier for you when I, when you see my dancing and not, cause I'm pretty, I'm not yeah, very yeah, dynamic yeah. when I dance. My whole thing was I did it in a forest to kind of add a little bit of panache to it. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah. I still get to be in a music video. It's a childhood dream of mine come true. So thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And, everybody can look forward to this yeah what's um what's your biggest hit right now that people can go listen to to hold them over um i would say my my biggest hit to date is still like my one of my first my first solo releases is uh, haunted by love okay if they yeah if they go to my my spotify haunted by love or uh the other one would be i miss the 80s it was kind of like a well, that's a good song. I like Can, that. A Canadian, a Canadian radio, radio had a little bit mm. of a little, pretty, pretty good play on the CBC. That's Those good. are both. That's got my, a good video too. Those are both both my. Yeah, that, I think that was kind of what 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 I like. I was like, I want to dance again. It's been a while since I've danced, and I've been wanting to take like a dance course for quite some time. You know, I just haven't gotten around to it. I mean, I, I just, feel like when people are really good dancers in a music video, it kind of ruins the charm. Like it. <laughs> Like, uh, no offense to you. I'm not saying your charm is that you can't dance, but I'm saying it's like, if you are, if you can dance in a music video, you kind of have to go way next level, like fucking Beyonce or old Britney Spears videos where it's like, people are like, oh, you can dance. Let's see what you got. Whereas when you can't really dance, people are like, oh, that's a good dance. It's cute. It's funny. And it kind of like adds to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, if you went and took professional dancing, you would get you. I think you would you'd get into the new bracket where it's like it I'm not looks good like enough. you know how to dance, so you have to be able to really dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah, so because when I went when I made the I missed the '80s video, you know, we the whole thing was the 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 the, the video progresses to the point at which I. I've been training with this other dancer to teach me how to dance like an eighties dance. Mm-hmm. And I go and do this for this girl who is a big eighties fan. Um, but, it, but it was just kind of like, Oh, like, and I, and for whatever was going through my mind, I was like, I should just get people. And I, I think what I first thought was like, I should just get, if I just get people to, to choreograph the dance and then I could learn it. But I was mm-hmm. like, what if I, if I get everybody, you know, to to do 20, 30 seconds, how do I cut it together? Then I was like, oh, I could just, they're just part of the video. 
<laughs> and then I and then I can learn how to do their like I can learn how to dance like them, or I can learn some new moves because I think that's a lot of a lot of what we what these things that we do is just like. I remember very early on, I was like, how do I dance? And my friend, my sister was just like, just like watch people like our friend so and so, just like watch them dance and just like copy them. And that's how I like learned how to dance. Yeah. Just like watching people and be like, oh, they're oh they're they're doing this. And I just got to the point where I was like, I need some more input. And mm-hmm. TikTok videos were just they're just so hard. <laughs> like that so flossing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So anyways, I, I yeah, so that's the the song, it must have been Love's coming out the seventh, and I should have the video a couple weeks later. Nice. All right. Yeah. So rapid fire. Uh did you you I sent you the program the mm-hmm. document and you saw this Ronick thing, this Jeremy Ronick got fired yeah. from his hosting job because he went on the spitting chicklets podcast. And he was talking about a threesome he had with his wife and one of the people who worked for him, which I was at first, I was like, well, yeah, so we had a threesome, whatever. Like half of Berlin is going to these nightclubs and having orgies. Are we really going to get right. hung up on this? But someone, someone on Reddit told me that it was kind of like not really consensual. So it's like, I don't know where to weigh in on that. Like that's, that's definitely wrong. And then he got shit canned. And what he was saying was he worked with um, this ice dancing duo. And the guy was saying how hot a girl was on air on their show. And he was all like, oh, I'd like to do things to her. Uh, uh, uh. And he's like, well, why isn't that guy getting fired? And then the boss said something to the effect of he's gay nobody really cares about what he says about women because they don't take it seriously because he's effeminate so Ronick is now suing saying he got discriminated discriminated against because he wasn't allowed to say like sexual things because he's a straight male so in effect he's like i got fired for being a straight male but so it's like it sounds it honestly sounds to me like when when Gian Gameshi came forth and said all like, you know, right off the top was like, they fired me because uh, I'm into kink. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like a load of fucking bullshit, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I, I don't really know the yeah. situation. And, but honestly, I, when I read it, I was, it just felt like that. It felt like you're just grasping at straws here. Yeah. To me, it felt like him and the guy who fired him didn't get along. Like, yeah, that too. Ronick's yeah. like a Trump supporter, and they fought about all that. So it was basically like the guy who fired him was just like, yeah, this is my chance. And he just took it to fire him because something that happens is like, because like, on this podcast, we always talk about like cancel culture and people getting fired for their missteps and stuff. But it's like if you make one misstep, and everybody at your job loves you, they're not really going to fire you unless there's like an overabundance yeah. of public outcry. But if you're a type of guy who doesn't get along with everybody else and you make a public misstep, they kind of see it as a chance to finally get rid of the person who's been like a thorn in their paw the whole time. So I think it's like a situation like that 100%. where it's like they just saw this opening and they're like, fuck, get him, get him out of here. We don't want to deal with him anymore. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, what's his nuts, the the gangster, the big one, the big Al Capone going down on tax evasion. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? It's like we got like we got we got something. Let's just take him down. Life in prison. Get rid of him. And then he gets like 
he gets like a prison sentence that would seem to be ridiculous for just tax evasion, but they're kind of just throwing the book at him and trying to get him in a roundabout way for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I felt. But is it, is it still in process? It must be. He's still suing. Yeah. I think, I don't even know if it's gone to court or what. It's just, he said, that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so the Summerland mayor, more BC content, uh, some, uh, love love this. (laughs) So what happened was there was a black lives matter protest in Summerland, BC, which is the South, South of the Okanagan and an Alberta person there waved a Confederate flag out of their cars. They drove by and then they're like, what? And so the Summerland mayor went to a dollar store that was actually selling, uh confederate bandanas and she started cutting them up on the street in front of the dollar store which is good like you just don't yeah, get, well, yeah. you, don't, you don't get confederate flags anymore but the weird thing was that the guy who was there they're like why do you even have these he's like people want them so i got them to sell them and then when i all this stuff happened i took them off the shelves so he had actually taken them off the shelves and had them in storage so the mayor was kind of being like oh, i'm making a point and cutting them up and stuff so it's kind of like it's kind of like you want to see your mayor taking like the step to be like this is not okay we can't do this no more confederate like flags or banners but on the other hand it's like they were out of service already did she really need to make such a big show point of it and i say yeah she had to make a great big show because confederate flags just like i don't know why people are still hanging on to these. Like if I had something that I liked, like say I had a flag from like some country from like 150 years ago. And they're like, you can't have that now. That's a symbol of hate. I'd be like, Oh, okay. And then I would never show it again, but I don't Mm -hmm. understand why these like, I guess to them, it means something else different. It does. I think, I think it really, I think there's different people who take it completely differently. Mm -hmm. I was, I had a very interesting, I did a, I did a tour down through the States. My, I've only done one tour in the States where I went down to basically San Francisco and came all the way back. And the last show I played before I crossed the border again was in Olympia. Oh yeah. And it was, and it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest show. Well, that's <laughs> so, weird because Olympia, Washington was like the birth, like the birth, yeah. The birth of grunge pretty much happened there. Yeah. It was like, yeah. 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 So it was essentially like I got to Olympia and then I, you know, I followed my Google, you know, maps or whatever to wherever this place was. Mm-hmm. And it was way out of town. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And, you know, and I'm, and I like turned down a country road that turns into a dirt road. And I'm, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I must have, I'm, but no, Google maps is still taking me there. And I keep on yeah. going. And I get there and, and, I, and I, I pull up to this place and it was basically like, to, as far as like, there's me and four other artists and mm-hmm. there was a fire in the backyard and there's a big house and it was like, kind of like a, we were playing in a, a garage that had been made into like a recording studio slash venue. Mm-hmm. Well out of town. It seemed like, it seemed like the perfect like punk rock, like when we were in high school, 
you know, like where we would have ended up for like a punk rock show on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, and, and it would have been amazing because it was so out of town. The cops wouldn't have come and 200 kids from our high school would have shown up and it would have been rad. But it wasn't, we weren't playing that kind of music. So it was just kind of confusing. And, and I was like sitting around the fire. There's a fire in the backyard and some, there's some other artists and there's some people who obviously lived there and they're all kind of like in their early 20s. And, 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 and we're all, all the artists were kind of talking, whispering to each other. And, and I said, I was like, I think this is a halfway house to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I think, you know, I think you have hit the nail on the head there. Like, I think it's kind of like, yeah, it's one of it's, it's so there's some kind of supportive, like we're reintegrating people who maybe have been in jail or just had trouble along the way who need to like get support. And we're just hanging out and there was some guy and there was this guy and he was this southerner, big mustache, young dude. He's probably about 20. I think he was 25 years old. And he just had this, this, this belt buckle. It was, it was, a, yeah. it was the belt buckle was a Confederate flag that was like the size of a big Mac hamburger. <laughs> and, and he, he just made everybody so uncomfortable just being shirtless and drinking whiskey out of a bottle. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I, I just like, I kind of just turned to him. I was just like, I have to ask you, like, what does that mean to you? Like, what does the, what does the Confederate flag mean to you? Yeah. And he was from Arkansas and he was like, I know, I know we, we had the most lucid conversation and, and I don't stand up for the Confederate flag because I think fact of the matter is it means something very violent and very aggressive to a very large part of the population yeah that that is just kind of like yeah we should just get rid of this thing like it's just (laughs) like this is like we should get rid of the n-word or like somehow you know what i mean like we should just not say that anymore you know or whatever that is like this was wrong we need to stop doing this thing and because but the thing that the thing that really fascinated with me was that it it meant so much to him and it wasn't, I hate, you know, black people or I hate yeah. immigrants, right? It meant to him, you know, the, the Confederate flag was a thing of the Civil War. And it was the Southern Democrats being like, we don't want your government. Mm. We want to govern ourselves. And it, to him, it was like, the, it means freedom. It means I can do with my land what I want to do with my land. I can... I can, you know, I can, I can run my own stuff. I don't want you to come over here and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, he had, he had a lot of like the typical arguments of, of, um, you know, you know, I have black friends and I have people, I have people, I have gay friends and I, you know what I mean? And the northerners were, you know, the northerners had slaves too and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think the, the thing that we have to think about are, is that it mean it oftentimes it means something to somebody who's holding on to it. Yeah. And I don't think we necessarily understand what that is because we just see the one side of like that's just really it's just really racist. Yeah, I think it's like it's it's kind of like one of those things it's like yeah, it does mean that to you, but it's so racist for so many people that Exactly. you don't get a hold on to it anymore. Like there's other ways to kind of yeah, there's other uh, symbols that he he could yeah he could celebrate have, like, the South or whatever. Yeah, 
or celebrate, you know, whatever that, that, that doctrine was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, had you had, had all of these people not done so many shitty things under the name of this flag, maybe you could keep it, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, is what I was going to, what I, what I understood from the, the document you sent me or the piece, she is the mayor of Summerland, a person of color. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Let me just Google that. I'm going to Google like it. So we know, uh, yeah. Mayor of, so I can see because uh, it doesn't really say in the article. Um, oh, yeah, she is. She's she African-American. Is. Well, African-Canadian, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Like. It's pretty cool. The mayor sees it as a hate symbol. So she gets to cut yeah. it up. And I don't know. It's like a lot of people want to pretend it's not a hate symbol. But, I mean, to me, it's just like it's the goodness that some people see in it isn't enough for it to outweigh the evil that other people see in it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, too. And I think it's like, yeah, there's a certain, I saw this, that, you know, I think, I think, I think Malcolm Jamal Warner, you know, Theo from yeah. the Cosby <laughs> show. I follow him on, on, on Instagram and he's actually one of my favorite people I follow right now. And he reposted and it was like, uh, I think it was basically there's a group of of like uh, Black Lives Matters activists who basically they're defacing Confederate uh, um, statues in the South, yeah. and then basically just like like they're they're at, at a press conference just being like, we've been trying to get your attention, you know, yeah. doing this and doing this and doing, like signing petitions marching protesting and now finally here you are you know like this and i think it's kind of there's there's an element of that where it's like and it, it's been said i think probably a thousand times now or more than that but it's kind of just like yeah like good 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 for her like yeah you know what i mean like had mm, she exactly. gone gone the route of of whatever and it's like no sometimes it's just I can light that thing on fire and, and let's, let's let the, let's let the, 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 the message be known. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. enough is enough. Just, yeah. Be radical. Go for it. Yeah. We've been trying to be civil about your yeah. uncivility for too long. So yeah. we're just going to take it into our own hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't, uh, I think great. last subject before I let you go, cause it's gotta be like almost midnight there. Um, Trump kind of did a 180 and now he's all like wearing a mask is patriotic and everybody should wear a mask, which is to me is good. And it's funny because I don't know with Trump, it's always so hard. Like, cause he's obviously not a good president. No, I can't really say he is, but he does do good things once in a while. Like he he'll have an executive order. That's good. Like his, like I talked about on the podcast before the one about censorship and social media was pretty good. And Mm -hmm. then the last one about the Hispanic empowering Hispanic people was good. And then like his, because I think it's weird though, because this one it's like, it's almost like it's kind of like he's deflating his critics because they're all like, Trump doesn't care about COVID. He never wears a mask. And then he's all of a sudden he's like, look, I'm wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, What's your impression of that, or do you just ignore it because you're in Berlin and you don't have to pay attention? I mean, for the, I mean, uh, for the large part, I do. 
I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard, right? Cause like, I really don't want him to get another, another term. Yeah. When I, when I think a lot of these moves, it's like, like, you're right. Like, it's like, yeah, good. Finally. But it's like, fi- finally, but of yeah. course you like, like now, like now after all of this, you're finally realized like, oh, I really know I do. And it is, it's just like, it's just frustrating because, you know, I th- there's a lot. There's a lot of people who think he cares for the American people and he defends <laughs> us. And yeah, and this, and this is just going to be painted in that way again. Which, mm-hmm. in, in in essence, you're right. It is. It is. It is a good thing that that like yeah, we need to be wearing masks. But it's really frustrating because it's like uh, it'll just be remembered that he was in support when it's just like no, but he he was. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't yeah. he was he was really dumb for a long freaking time where a lot of a lot of educated p- politicians were standing up to him yeah and i don't it's yeah i don't it's just a big head shaking matter with that guy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but but yeah good maybe maybe you know like if he does get reelected, which i totally assume he will um maybe 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 this sort of pro like maybe this sort of approach will maintain and he'll and he'll make some really good decisions for this pandemic yeah i mean it's like everybody's like oh, the biggest wish about trump is that he finally just turns into a good president and is a good guy and because it is very likely that he will get a second term mm-hmm. and, and so you kind of just yeah i don't know like if there was only a way that he was just better <laughs> yeah. and then we wouldn't have to like deal with Biden or whatever. And then we could just mm-hmm. go in. Yeah. 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 I don't know. May, I always, sorry. I always sorry. feel like maybe if we not we, cause I'm in Canada, but maybe if everybody like more celebrated all the things he did, that was good. He would kind of see that. And since he's like, he goes for attention, like a moth to flame, maybe we could manipulate him into being a better president where it's like, you did this. It's really good. You should do more of this, like go more with like the carrot approach and it's, not the stick approach. Right. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. It's like, I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that, that he's, he seems like he's a, he's a very polarizing president, yeah. even within his party. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, mm-hmm. and, and and there's a certain point where I'm just kind of like, is there is there no like is there like is is there really not more Republicans being like, look, buddy, you can't <laughs> you can't do that. That's yeah, but it just but it just seems like he just. He has, he has, does everything he wants to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and they, they're all like, oh, we're with you. Like, are, are you though? Really? <laughs> like, that's even, that's crazy for even one of you, for even you, like, mm-hmm. even you, Mike Pence. Like, that's, that's nuts. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Man. All right. That kind of deflated the sales of this whole thing we were rolling so good with the glory hole talk and now that we got yeah. to trump we kind of just both like yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> terrible but i guess we could just expect more terribleness in the next yeah. four years <laughs> i don't know maybe let's just you're in berlin i'm in canada let's just ignore it because it doesn't like it affects <laughs> us but not directly 
<laughs> I don't think we should ignore it necessarily. But anyway, I should get I should get going, my friend. But uh, it was yeah. been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for taking the time out uh, from going to all those dark clubs. <laughs> Not dark yeah. clubs. What are they called? Like um, dark rooms. Oh, dark rooms. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out from going to those dark rooms to join me on my podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention Derek still has an effed up back. He actually got a CT scan. He has two slip discs. And oh, my God, it sucks. One of them has a protrusion that's, like, sticking on his, like, sciatic nerve. So, mm. like, I'm just pointing this out because it is pretty drastic, and I don't want to, like, belittle him for not being able to be on the podcast. But he's going through some pain. He's, he's being a champ about it. But, uh, yeah, his problem is he can't, like, sit up or, like, sit still for more than like 15 to 20 minutes so he didn't want to like be on the podcast and be distracted and kind of like just hear him grimacing every time he yeah moves. yeah yeah i hope he's but, better uh, send him send him my love for all of those of you who like him better than me first of all fuck you but you can look forward <laughs> to him eventually being back on the podcast soon <laughs> amazing. amazing all right Thanks a lot, Dom. And uh, until next time, stay angry.